Valentino's husband. It's amazing. It's Friday afternoon. Welcome to And Here's Modi. The look on your face. Oh my God! Sinking it in. He was absorbing. He was he was watching this this. He was listening, looking at me singing, and then he's like, "Oh my God, have I just got myself into something way too Jewish for my own self?" Well, in in the last in the last couple years, I feel like I've really I wasn't raised very religiously, and now I'm dating like a, a woman who. I, I wait. Let's introduce Jewish. you first. Yeah. First you know? of all, wait a minute. We've been trying to do this thing where you know, like when the, in those cool people that do podcasts, they they ignore the guest for the first ten minutes. Mm. And, you know, they do that, and the, no, the, that's how that. cool we are. We ignore don't the guest, and, and no, but them. we have to. First of all, Periel came today. <laughs> looks like she's auditioning for Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up! Just you look crazy. I'm like the matching. She looks like the the sergeant in um, Pr- Private Benjamin. <laughs> look at this! Oh my god! Oh my god! You look insane. Only thing missing is an Uzi. Just an Uzi on your. Listen, uh, I want to be very clear here that I have an obsession with vintage. Shirts. It's hot. It's very hot. These were per- these are both vintage, and they were purchased separately. I had to no. hunt them. No, how down many yet. high schoolers did you recruit on the way? Here? <laughs> the question is, how many did I sleep with? Well, <laughs> oh, first of all, we're gonna say Shachiano Vikimano Vigiano Lizman Hazeb because you're not wearing a mask, and we're, wow. we're oh, thankful. Right. Our, our, our people that watch us hate when she wears a mask. It's just absolutely mm. hate it. Just orthodox. Nobody's Jews. asking them. What do you mean? Nobody's asking what if, should I listeners, do you think I should wear a mask? Every time you remove it a little bit, they're so happy. And I know, but you know what? Unless they're gonna come over and like take care of my kid and clean my house and like deal with my on husband. That note, yeah, on that, on that note, note. As soon as we have your kid in COVID, we go right to the guest. Uh, two things no one wants to hear about your kids in COVID. Um, okay, we have an amazing guest today. We have we do. Um, John Marco. Soresi. You got it right. Soresi. Yeah, yeah, I love I was, your last name. I, was, I love you. it. Yeah, it's very, it's very, no, your whole name is amazing. Amazing. Who the hell knows you're a Jew? You sound I, like I, you I should know. be well, a restaurateur. I know. I or, know. or at least a designer or something. And I'm not even that Italian. I truly, it's like it's like they put a tomato into matzo ball soup and called it gazpacho. It doesn't <laughs> That's make what, it that's that's hysterical. <laughs> Uh, my mom picked it though. She had she had a, a nanny growing up who was named Joe Marco, and so there. And my it's dad, my name. dad likes to pretend. My dad pretends that we're very Italian. Oh, is your dad it? Italian? Yes, he's Italian, uh-huh. but like it is so. I've I've never done a test because I think it's so little. <laughs> <laughs> my dad raised me Dude, like twenty three and me. I don't I don't want to know. Want to. I don't want to know. He oh. doesn't want. You know, I'm only two percent Italian. I got to change yeah, my your whole name. identity crisis. It's, it's true. I I I I did it just to just to make sure I'm Jewish. <laughs> it came back ninety nine point eight percent Ashkenazi Jewish. Wow. <laughs> that was it. There was no nothing else in it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you are. I, I know you because you work at the Comedy Cellar. Yes, yes. And so I've seen you a few times. Very, very great energy okay, on stage. Good, I was nervous. I was yeah. like, where's this very going? Two very, very, very great your, energy. Um, hey, yeah. I, I'll, I'll tell you when I first saw you offhand what I thought. When I lived in L.A. for three years, 
they used to always see at the laugh factory or the store or the improv you'd see all these these kids these comedians not comedians these actors whose agent tells them you should do stand-up so I can put on your resume so you can also be a comedic actor of course and they go up there and just eat it and just bomb because they are because they, they're horrible because they're not comedians they're they're trying to be actors <clears throat> and um and you are very good you're very funny and you're an oh, actor yeah. too right your background I is started acting. an acting yeah right right yeah. and and I think the reason of your success do not think this this is a compliment not a uh, yeah, yeah, no I'm waiting a, for the good part. Because you're you're attractive, but not too attractive. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, no, no, I know. No, no, I, t- I, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> Listen to me. You know, do you know what I'm saying or no? Oh, no. So I went to college for musical theater. And I remember you would meet with the, the head of the program. And he would talk to you about your career and stuff once a year. And I told him, I said, oh, I want to be a leading man. And he said, yeah, like an offbeat leading man. And I was like. <laughs> Where'd you go no, to college? No, what was that offbeat part? No, I. but I, in the beginning, you know, when you're younger, you think, no, I'm going to be Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you go, no, Adrian Brody. <gasps> okay. Let's go Adrian Brody. I'll give you, I'll give you Adrian you Brody. Go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's go for Jeff Goldblum. A little bit off kilter. <laughs> right, right, some right. are into it. Some aren't. But the ones that are into the it. The ones who are into Jeff Goldblum are into yeah. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum. No, but if you're too attractive, it doesn't work on stage. I agree. Guys who are guys or girls that are beautiful, stunning, and hard to look at, it never works on stage. I, the audience can't connect to you. I think I, I might be balding at the crown of my head. And, and the, for, the thought I have to calm myself down is I like, I'll be funnier. <laughs> you know, there's nothing hair. to worry about. There's new techniques for hair stuff. I know. You can I'm doing it. You can rearrange all that stuff and it look amazing <laughs> and it costs nothing. You go, go for it. Um, but no, you're, you're, your energy is amazing. And you, um, you, it's so funny how, because you're definitely an actor. I saw your stuff. I saw on, on your Instagram and I saw you live, but like, I feel like you've written out your script and you sure. don't you don't miss a word. Sure, sure. You and I are the opposite. I'm just now sitting and watching the two shows I did from Christmas and Christmas Day, mm-hmm. Christmas Day and the next day, um, and same bit. Not one word is the same. Really? Not one word is the same. The way I get to where the punchline is, the way I get to the... And you, I could tell you wrote this out. And you probably... No, but it the, doesn't feel and, like and you, that, and though, you did when, the, you, when and you're you did doing the, it. And you, did, you probably wrote dot, dot, dot to take the <laughs> breath. To take the, your little breath. No. And then, and, then, and then he does this thing with his hand like this. He's so concerned about <laughs> something, right? Right? Which is amazing. Oh, it's sure. Amazing. But I think I, 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 as you do longer and you start getting a little more confidence, I hope to... Gravitate to where I'm looser and looser. You look very confident on stage, yeah. by the way. Oh, good. You look Thank very confident. Well, you were—he did musical theater, so right. Yeah. So I uh, yes. So it's it's where he but, is. But, but but musical theater, you have other people you on stage. Sure, that's what that's why I didn't stand. I did say, oh, "Fuck these other guys." I'm yeah. <laughs> no, I I, t- I I took acting classes. I took the uh, on you know classes for to to when you audition on camera and and acting classes in general. And I remember always like the guy would be like, "Okay, stop, everybody, stop." Okay. Modi, where are you? I go, stage front. Front stage. I go, where's all the other actors? Back there somewhere. You're like, there are other actors here? <laughs> oh, 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 the other ones? Oh, yeah, they're back there somewhere. I like but, the way you use the whole stage. You like yes. really like prowl the whole stage and you're very tall. So like it, you take up a lot of space on stage, which is also very fun to watch. And it's like, a very, it's very confident. Uh, it's very... Um, like when you do the diff, you like do a voice over here and then you stand over here and you do a voice like it's very. I've been watching like fun. old Richard Lewis clips and I thought to myself 100%, and I wrote down exactly clips and I said to myself, are. I said, 
use the space. It's yeah, always you in my do. Notes. Always use the space. space. Oh, and a piano. He always yeah, had a yeah, piano. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you know the piano thing. Oh, yeah. Did, did I tell you the story? On, no. On the, on the, I'll tell you one Richard Lewis story quickly. He was working at this club in, um, in I'm not going to mention the names of the club, uh, Bananas, I think it was called. Asperg <laughs> uh, Heights. Yeah, it, is I've it still there. around? Is it still around? Well, yeah, but it's very different. They used to have bananas on stage as a backdrop, fake bananas. Mm. Now it's uh, it's in the it's at I think it's a, some hotel, and they you know they they okay, put so a projection. They had two. There was there were two. There was one in in a hotel, and there was one in the bottom of this like complete Italian restaurant, oh. but like Italian Tony Soprano in New Jersey, real Tony Soprano with the with the. Um, with the, the cloth table and the wine bottle that has the little basket, sure. the yeah, Chianti, Chianti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay, so there's an upstairs and a downstairs. The downstairs was the comedy club. The guy told the, the owner, you know, you know, make a club here. You need yeah. just chairs and a stage and a light and a mic and it's all you need. Anyway, so Lu, uh, Richard Lewis was performing there and he says he needs a piano. So now he got, there's a piano upstairs, a baby grand or whatever the hell it was, and they had to bring 18 guys to bring it oh downstairs. And it's on stage. So now I'm opening for Richard Lewis, and then um, and uh, uh, and the owner's there, and he's watching, and he, he wants to see that he's and he's not laughing at any of it. He, he just hated the whole thing, <laughs> and the whole and yeah, the the Jew that's just going through it, you know. <laughs> and then and then he go and he, and he goes, when's he gonna use the piano? And he's got his notes on the piano, and he said, tell him I don't want to see him here tomorrow. And uh, and they uh, it was yeah 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 it was uh, he made them schlep the piano down just for piano. his notes. I'm surprised he didn't kill him in the parking lot. It's like Joan Rivers with the plants. Yeah, Joan Rivers with the plants and all that <laughs> stuff. So yeah, so you definitely have a Richard Lewis. Uh, uh, he plays with his hair like his hair. hair. He's nervous. Yeah, yeah. And his, yeah I love a, Richard Lewis. Yeah, he's 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 Richard Lewis. He's a he's a type of comedy. So what made you go from acting to comedy and? I was succeeding so hard in acting. <laughs> I said, "Let's fix it up." Uh, no, I wrote a I I wrote a play, uh, the Fringe Festival, which you see every summer, and it was like a you know first person. There was other characters. It got off. I, it went to off Broadway. It, got, it won the yeah. Fringe Festival, right? Yeah, it, it did. Or, wait, I mean, it, it, listen, everyone in the Fringe Festival <laughs> lost, uh, but it, it, it had a, a month long off Broadway run. But I had a lot of like storytelling and a lot of talking to the audience, and I had a friend who was like. You should do this, mm-hmm. and you know I noticed people would compliment me on that part and not the the parts with the other people. So I said, <laughs> okay, yeah. And you know it's such a big decision. I mean, I, I you know I spent every night at home. I was a homebody, mm-hmm. and like wow, you know you grad, you're like I had to sit down and be like, am I ready to change my whole life to give up my nights? Did you know you were funny though? Like, did you have a sense that you had something? That... Yeah, I knew it was funny, but like. As you say, when you're an actor, first, you – I think what you do, the reason there's so many actors that think they're good or they are stand-up comics is they do these bringer shows three mm-hmm. times a year oh, for yeah, the, yeah. The, the most white-hot crowd you could sold out. Everyone's there for John the friend. Mayer. So you think you're good. And then you go – I remember learning in roast battles. I was like, oh, I don't know how to write jokes. And roast battles yeah. taught me, oh, I suck at this. And like really become a comic that first year, part of it was just like accepting that – I suck at a, a big aspect of this mm. thing. And then can I figure it out? Can I learn wow. how to write jokes? Wow. So and how did uh, you break down the joke writing process? Roast Battles taught me so much because the objective is so clear. Yeah, It's like you need to surprise. You need to make fun of them mm-hmm. and do it in a way where the punchline surprises. Wow. And that's like how I learned the structure of it. And I, I never became like a great roast battler. 
But that's what taught me how to write jokes. You have crazy stories about the Friars Club roasts. Oh, yeah. Like before you said they <clears throat> they were taped or anything, that they were just for the members. Like what happened behind those closed doors? Right. That's no, crazy. Before, uh, the, the, the Friars Club roasts before they were on, on, uh, on the air were probably the best things I've ever seen. Probably the best comedy I've ever seen in my life were the Friars Club roasts before they were on air. Like uh, who? Uh, everything. Um we had the Whoopi Goldberg one. That's the one I that. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh my God! That, at, you know that uh, Ted Dancer thing? The, yeah. No, oh, I don't God. remember. I was there when when um, when um, oh, come on the the the, the fat short guy. Uh, oh my God! I can't remember the names. Blinking. Peed under the table. Uh, obviously, okay. So the the hosts were the host was Alan King. Uh huh. Old school, but like. If you ever see, if you ever see Alan King's material, I don't think I've ever seen his. No. Google and go okay. get into it. Um, it was just unbelievable. Danny Aiello, um, they had oh, and of course, I mean, just to Pat Cooper, Pat Cooper closed. That was it. There was a whole thing happened, and Pat Cooper came. You can tell he prepared nothing. <laughs> what, whatever anybody did, he just crapped on it. <laughs> just whatever, you know. You know, he'd be like, "We got Jerry Jerry Seinfeld here, big TV show. He's about as funny as a fart." Me. <laughs> I'm working kutchers, you know. He's like, it was just a hotel in the Caskets. It was just, you couldn't stop laughing. And it was just, uh, it was the funniest thing in the world. Roasts are, diff- uh, are, are, are tricky. Yeah. So I did two roasts, re- uh, not recently, like in the past few years, for Commentary Magazine, this completely right-wing Jewish magazine <laughs> at the plaza. The first roast was honoring Joe Lieberman. The second one was Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Okay. Um, just okay. For the record, Leo wrote half the jokes. Ben the Shapiro, other, you can talk to me uh, later. Yeah, and uh, and he's my, producing and specials. My <laughs> rabbi and my rabbi wrote the other joke, other half. But I delivered them anyway. People now, obviously, in the Orthodox Jewish community, they love him. They think he's just like the next coming of the <sighs> Messiah. <sighs> and so oh he, so they go, I can't believe you. This. I First of all, it was a roast. Second of all, this footage of him cracking up, and he, did he came. Laugh. He came over afterwards, and like so sweet and nice, which is a little weird because he's his politics is not mine. Sure, and, and but he's a very sweet guy, and yeah. everybody's like, "Oh my God, you and him and this and that. How dare you? You're going against the old Jewish." Philo-. I'm like, what? "What did you say? I want to know. I love Rose Jones. Watch it. It's on. Um, I'll watch it's, it. it's it's yeah. It's on. Uh, it's on my Instagram and all that. And, and it's it's just I'll but it, Rose It's difficult. on Fox News. <laughs> sure." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your crazy beautiful name, Gianmarco Soretti. But you're a big Jew. Yeah. Yeah. Very, <laughs> so very it, should really be, it should be Moshe Ginsburg, is what your name, your name should be. I mean, but my, my first manager wanted me to change it to something more Jewish. No. They told you to change your name? No. Yeah, it, That's it's chic. one of these things where like they're like, we're going to get you these big meetings. You're going to walk in and they're going to expect Gianmarco and then yeah, we'll walk in. And, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no. And they got me no meetings. So, you know, your name is very good. Careful for the horse. Uh, yeah, it's a hot name. Yeah, my mom's original, uh, uh, her maiden name is Rothkrug. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Rothkrug. So my, my Jonathan I, Rothkrug. That sure, sure. <laughs> Jonathan Rothkrug. So my uncle's uh and based on my mom, her parents told her she could either have a bat mitzvah or a sweet sixteen. She chose a sweet sixteen. That was the end. Okay. Of my Jewish heritage. Uh-huh. But my uncles, they chose the bar mitzvah. But, so your they're, they're, was, but your mom was born Jewish. She was born Jewish. So she could, oh, yeah. she could have even had, she could have had a quinceanera. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. She's a Jew. She's a Jew, whatever. yeah. Whatever. Bar mitzvah or whatever. But uh, none of us had, none of us had, uh, me, I have uh, three younger half siblings on that side. So one and a half total. And we, uh, 
none of us. None of us got a bar mitzvah. But then I did birthright later. I did birthright. Oh, you did. And I got like a speed bar mitzvah. Me. Oh, and wow. And I think two other a Jews were at the wall. The rabbi does it very fast. They picked me up in the chair. I don't know where they got oh, the chair in the cute. middle of this thing. But uh, I didn't know that was nice. a thing. If Do you, you want yeah. a speed bar mitzvah? I, how come I haven't gotten a speed bar mitzvah? <laughs> we'll take you. Okay. We'll get you a speed bar mitzvah. How about this? We'll, we'll give you a bar mitzvah while you're on speed. <laughs> <laughs> that. um, That's a good party. Get Lady Fag on the line. Wait, and, oh then, and, then you tell, and then you're telling your girlfriend now, you're saying she's from an Orthodox Chabad community. Really? Yeah. So she's Orthodox. She, she grew up in a Chabad community. She was not Chabad. Which I'm, always, I'm still figuring all these things out, but she grew up oh, Orthodox. You're in the right place if yeah. you want to figure out those layers. <laughs> I'll, I'll help you figure that out. <laughs> and then have, they, you, have, you, have you been to where she's from and the community? Not yet. That? Not yet. Oh, okay. I'm he has sure, to change I'm his sure name soon. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they moved from New Orleans after Katrina. Her family moved from New Orleans to Memphis. Okay. And now they're in an Orthodox community, and they're, they're regular, loose, regular, regular not, Orthodox. Right, not, not but my girlfriend's moved, moved on. I, I got her to try her first oyster. Last oh, weekend. wow! Off the derech. I know. Wow. I know. I think it will be her last as well. <laughs> but Does I, she not enjoy it? The oysters aren't great for the right. Like, oysters are amazing. Not worth the piece of, I'm, you know, It's like a piece of, of snot. Sh- snot. No, the, come on. The, the, the ocean hooks on you, and here it goes. Eat it. <laughs> if I'm going unkosher, I'm not doing it. Not that I keep kosher. I have no but desire for whatever. Oysters, but oysters are delicious. Okay, so I'm with your, you. This is your, 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 your big proud moment. As She's you got making her. me more Jewish. I'm making her less Jewish. We meet in the middle. <clears throat> okay. Nice place. Good balance. How long have you guys been together? Uh, a little over a year, so nice. almost done. Very nice. Wait, yeah. so she grew up in Chabad in New Orleans? In New Orleans. So she That's wasn't she wasn't Chabad, but like spent a lot of time with a... Just so we understand what, what that means. Is yeah, she... please. Okay, help so, me. Okay. So she's in an area, New Orleans, Gullis. This is the diaspora on levels you can't imagine. Okay. Uh-huh. There's a Chabad. There's a Chabad community. There's a, a, a probably a really sweet Chabad rabbi. Uh huh. Okay. And he goes there, builds a community, and everybody goes in there. All he's, the he's Jews. Usually, he's usually the only Orthodox guy. And then people come in and join, and they become a little more religious. Some begin to keep the Sabbath, so, and it becomes a Chabad community where everybody in the synagogue is every single level of Judaism. Yes. Right? And that's where she's from. Yes, and then she moved to a place where there's just a regular Orthodox community. Sure. So that's that. That's all it is. But she she told me a story. I guess for her fourth birthday was the day after the Rebbe died, Ooh. and oh, so wow. like her family wow. had rented out like Ooh. her family had rented out a room in a museum for the birthday party, but all her friends were went to Brooklyn, I guess, for the funeral. Yes, yes. And so her oh, mom, there was no God. one at her birthday, <gasps> and her mom had to go in the museum and invite. Uh, you know all the non-Jews wow. to to come in and you know luckily she was four so I don't think it traumatized her too much but wow. that's that's like one of those and how does she feel about you posting thirst traps on Twitter uh, she I she think because so many responses are mostly men she's fine with <laughs> yeah it. what is that like let's unpack that well, because... I went to college for musical theater so I feel like I've always been like it's just you know your audience I've always been with gay men I'm, I'm I feel very comfortable with it and uh, I'm I'm You're more than very happy comfortable to have your body too I go, so thank it's a beautiful you know, thing his stuff on Twitter is all with no shirts no not always I saw a picture of him in a bathtub. That, and that's it. But it was comedic. They're all. It's comedic. all. Everything's comedic. comedic. It, of course. Res- it resonated. It wasn't like a, in the I was looking at it by myself at home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's funny. That's it why funny. you were like, "Why don't you get that guy, John?" Yeah, I was like, Please. <laughs> it's like, no, don't look at my screensaver on my phone. Oh my God. <laughs> um, okay, so and now you've you've had um, 
you, I saw that you had uh, something on Amazon. You have your. I, I filmed uh, during COVID. I did an outdoor special. Ooh. Um, we helped kickstart the second wave, and uh, <laughs> it uh, it was it was very topical. I wasn't like planning on releasing you know material, but I wrote all this COVID stuff for all these Zoom shows. It felt like you had to talk about this shit. Of course. And uh, I was like, well, I, I feel these jokes are good. Let's put it out right now. So put it out on Amazon, and uh, then it was released as an album. Got some New York Emmy noms. And, That's uh, great. Oh, very nice. It was cool. You know, there was, it was something about COVID. It was like, well, you can either sit on your ass and kind of sit back, wait a year, mm-hmm. or, you know, who knows no. how long. Or you just like, you're like, got to figure this shit out. Did, did anybody just sit on their ass and do nothing? Yes. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot. You discussed I, that with Eric Newman. You said it, it kind of like divided the who's in this and who's not in this. Like no. who took that year? Oh, what? Something. My mic just stopped working. Okay, I can't. I don't know. I can hear you guys you. go. I hear you. Um, yeah, I think oh, okay. I think there are definitely some. There's some people that post now. They're like first show back since COVID, and you're like first show back. It's been eighteen I months. Seeing, I remember seeing DC Benny on his first time back at uh, at the cellar, and I, I, I mean I've been there a full year already, and he's like, yeah, it's my first show back. Everything's okay. I'm like, yeah, everything's completely more than before. Yeah, more. But um, I guess you're right. Yeah, I the my first show back. This was during the outdoor when people started outdoor shows. I remember going outside and there were so many people. And part of me was like, you see these congregations of people outside. I was like, someone should be telling jokes to these people. (laughs) And Stand Up New York did one of the first shows back. And this was also like – it was horribly timed because it was like just at the beginning of uh, the Black Lives Matter marches. So you're outside. You hear in the background people doing much more important things than you. And (laughs) Stand Up New York, we did it on a truck bed. And they were doing the show on this truck bed. And I, I I got on the show, and it was a long show. People outside, and uh, I finally got up two hours into the show. I, two hours. I did I did one new joke that I had been working on Zoom. Bombed. <laughs> it was a tough crowd too, but it bombed. Okay. I go into my second joke. Boom! The police they come in and they shut the whole fucking oh, thing wow. down. And like to to after to not do stand up for it must I don't know how long it was six five months six months yeah. Yeah. first show bomb one joke and then you leave it was the worst and then it was I the was worst. The I was cops. telling Eric to no my first you know I'm now an older comedian. I used to I used to be you the the new guy yeah, at the yeah. cellar. I don't think you need to I'm, clarify that. I'm, oh, oh wow, <laughs> shots fired. But my first time ever saying I'm too old for this was those outside shows. And then when I came to sure. the comedy cellar and it was in the booth, I said I can't do this. I understand. And then I just wait. I that was the first time I said no to something with comedy. I understand. And I was I was. There. But you did the Zoom shows. The Zoom shows. I was, was. I was. Wow. That was. You buckled in for those. I buckled in. I had a studio. I had a way to do it. I had a format and the did way. Did it. Oh, wow, crazy money. Did oh. you like it? Or was it just I, like I liked it because I can't do it now. I actually just turned down one. Um but like you you're doing a show in and they're watching you in England in Australia, 1800 people, 1500 people are watching this. It's and it's amazing. And I figured out a way, you know, Leo produced all the shows. We figured a way to do it that that it looked really good and it was yeah. you know, the timing with the people and it was really and I buckled in, and we had like two a week, and and they were paying because they had to do something to keep the the the, the people of the organization together. Yeah, Engaged. congregations, uh, charities, um, communities, and then I did a few Zoom shows just my, my own on rush ticks and things yeah, like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we did. How did a bunch you do your Zoom? Oh, shows? I did so. Did you have like many, a format that you did, or like a, you no? Just... I just like I think like first I think I was able to do them because I have. I think it's tougher being a kind of a, a more um, scripted comic. 
Zoom shows felt easier because I was like, you know, even if the connection's bad, I can't hear them. Sometimes they're unmuted. Sometimes they're not. Like I knew I knew jokes that worked. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would do anything from 10 minutes to fucking an hour. I'd do so many hours yeah. for these corporate companies. Wow. Clean. Hour. Hour. An hour, hour. on Zoom is no. like an hour. No. I know. I, Leo, I don't want to do them anymore. Leo had a script. He goes, he goes, you don't want him to do an hour. <laughs> Your audience doesn't want him to do an hour. No one Believe wants to sit me, for an hour. They don't want to do an hour. He, he, this is good. Here's how it goes. They all log on. <laughs> they they have whatever the movie they had to about the organization and da da da. And then all they're doing is looking at each other's at each other's um, living rooms. Living rooms. <laughs> so I would do a few material, a few jokes that had to be short. There was no of attention course. span. You of can't course. build. You can't build. And then I would just click through. I go really plastic on your chairs. Who th- those chairs aren't worth saving? Like they and everybody would zoom into that person's yeah. uh, thing, and that would yeah, that, those, those were the highlights. I would just roast. I would just I would just I would just crap on whoever was on it, and they loved it. Yeah, and they would wake. I go I go uh, I go um, Esther Zilberberg, wake up your husband, and the husband's like this on the sofa. You know, they forget that they're on camera. Yeah, and yeah. those were the moments that were the best on the Zoom shows. Sure. The material was just the material, just something to do that evening. People were so creative. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you. Organizations had these things where they sent out drinks to the people's houses. I did pizza time. You get pizza. They all wore the same clothes. They sent out shirts. So everybody in the camera had the same shirts, same hats, same people spent. People were great, losing their mind. Losing yeah. Their <laughs> yeah. Now I've done, I did a couple this past holiday break yeah. and, and people have, uh, they're not as excited about it anymore. But don't think, even though it's in your living room, you don't have to fly or travel. It was work. I would get out of that chair and my whole back was sweat yeah. right into my ass crack. <sighs> I was, it was so, it was work. Emotionally, it was exhausting because yeah, I think when you, when you finished it, when you finished it, you shut down your computer and there you are just a schmuck in your living room and you're like, you've just been giving all this energy yeah. and then you close the laptop and you're alone. Yeah. And yeah. there was something about it that was very jarring. Like I could, yeah. I could do it now, but but during the 2020 winter break, I mean, I must have done, there were some days I was doing four hours of Zoom shows a Yeah, day, it was brutal. And I would be, and also no! I would be losing my voice because you're trying to like just, make sure you get to them. Yep, yep. You get to them. You're yelling at a brick in front oh. of you. <laughs> and when, it, when a joke doesn't work, you can't tell if it's the Wi-Fi or a terrible audience. And it's so just a constant variables. struggle. Well, the shows that I was doing with Jessica Kirsten and Rachel Feinstein would last for three and a half hours oh sometimes. Oh, my God. Because so they would let the I've audience. I've seen Jessica do Zoom Zoom. Jessica brings it. She it doesn't bring it. But she also is not worried about it. She's doing more of a podcasty. She's not, it's not all jokes, jokes. So when we sold them 25 minutes of me, it was me doing joke, yeah. joke, yeah, joke, yeah, yeah. joke, 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 joke. Not, so how are you guys doing? Really? So really, do you really think it's going to be over by March? It wasn't any of that. No, it, was it wasn't. Joke, it joke, it joke. wasn't that though either. It was, they were doing characters and then people, I, it was, it was but three and a half hours. I was in my closet, right? Yeah. Like eating peanut butter out of a yeah. jar. So how many years were you doing comedy before, <laughs> before the pandemic? Uh, I probably like really started in 2017. So two years. Two, no, 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 no. 2016. Okay. So you, four, four you, five years. I don't know. Your, what do you count well, as your beginning? I, I of feel like for comedy. me, it, it's when I did it regularly. Like when I was an actor, when I was in college, musical theater, I did like a classic Caroline's one time. I don't want to know about your show when you did. <laughs> but it's one of those things. You, you either you either under exaggerate or over exaggerate. Is Pippin a show? I, I, I don't want to hear. Don't ever mention your. If, I don't, don't want to hear your, your your musical theater experience anymore. When did your stand up? What was the day you said I'm now a stand up comedian? Okay, yeah. that would be. 
I'd say 2016. What was the moment that made you think you were a stand-up comedian? I think it was like, for me, it was, I went to LOL Comedy Club, mm-hmm. and I started doing check spots. And I did. I must have done 90% of the check spots there for a check year. Wow. I mean, like, I mean, during the holidays, this was when it was packed, pre-COVID. Those of you watching have no idea what we're talking about. Check spot is now when there's a comedian on stage and the the club drops the check on the on the on the patrons on the on the audience <laughs> so now all of a sudden you have a table of four people there's a guy on stage a check lands and everybody's focus goes right to that <laughs> check and then they start doing long division in their head and no one's listening to the guy on stage and it's also degrading cuz you're usually not paid as the check spot which is horrible but you're basically watching the club get paid while you're not wow. it's so it's emotionally devastating wow. and it's hard to ex- it's it's hard to it's really awful. I mean, what it does to the audience is truly, truly awful. Check spots in general, they're awful. And I've been headlining on the road, and it's so funny because 30 minutes into your set, you then do a check spot. Right. They drop the checks. Yeah. And like yeah. sometimes you're like, oh, God, could we not save this for the end? <laughs> you, it ruins it. You cannot do your closing on that. You watch the check spot, and you do something that's kind of long and irrelevant, and then save the yeah, – yeah, yeah, save. yeah. But it's it's like – you, you just but gotta wonder if there's a so, better way. It makes you so much better. It may make you it? better, but sometimes, like especially if you're trying to figure out material, it's like odd. I've learned, I made this mistake last night. I was doing a spot where they did happen to drop checks, and uh, uh, I started doing some stuff that was newer but was working, and I was feeling confident Ooh. in. And then you do it during the check spot, and you go, "Oh, I guess it's terrible." Yeah, and <sighs> it's like, but it, it's it's just you know part of all we have to do. We're constantly like getting feedback. That's why I love this. You constantly yeah. get feedback, and all of a sudden. Your check spot, it's like someone took your ruler and broke it into 20 pieces and you got to use a broken ruler to measure. They really should do it only at the end. I mean, the cellar is the only place that does it after. That's why, I mean, it's one of the many reasons. Yeah, of course. But I mean, it's it's outrageous that places drop checks. But most places drop it. They bring somebody who wants to be a comedian and they put them on for, for four minutes while everybody's going through it with the checks. And then they go back to the show and they bring the headline or the, the, the closing act on. Every place d- does it differently, but it definitely it makes you a, b- a better comedian. Sure. Yeah. So that's your – Or a louder one for that sure. That was your milestone of that. That was just like – I mean that was me deciding like, okay, I'm going to do this every night. Wow. And it was – you know, there was no money and it was tough. Yeah. LOL is a tough space to be yeah. every night. <laughs> every night. I can't imagine. Yeah, where I, is, I, I where can't is imagine. LOL? I did it when I was. I did you know those rooms back then, but uh, yeah. So that's that, that's when you decide that 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 was your date. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. And also, I know you hate it when I I always bring this up when I talk to you, but I can't not because you're so good at it. He's uh, sure, sure. His impressions are insane. Just one. Well, really. okay, just fine. The Goldblum. The Goldblum. It's Jeff Goldblum. That's your. Ah, that's yes, your... but. I try not to do it very much because <laughs> then everyone asks me every podcast, and then I have to. I didn't, or ask, I you. Like a I didn't ask you. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't ask you. It's, it's, by the way, it's my podcast. <laughs> These two have taken over, but it's my podcast. Oh, she seems like the drill I, sergeant oh, here. I figured I we got to listen. to her. Hate impressions. <laughs> I hate impressions. And sometimes I sometimes I work with Elon Gold. Sometimes I work with Elon Gold, and when he starts, I throw things at him. There's <laughs> nothing. I hate impressions, even though. Elon has an unbelievable Johnny Carson one. But really? Oh, it's insane. It's At least it's that one you don't really hear good. too often. So good. But I hate impressions that. and I didn't ask you to do what they asked you to do. <laughs> I didn't ask, but I enjoyed she it. She made him do it. Don't it's ever ama- do it. It's don't amazing. do it again. That was impressive. No, it was Thank all right. Oh, um, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
impressions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hold on. Back to your Jewishness. Yes. I, I love it. So your girlfriend now that you are making her um, less religious. Do you guys do Shabbat? What do you guys do? Yeah, we've done a couple of Shabbats. And, In your uh, house? Uh, yeah, she, we did one at her house. She brought me to one. She brought me to like a Brooklyn Shabbat where like after the prayer, they then did everyone's astrology sign chart. And then they started passing around MDMA. And I was like, I don't think any of this is in the Old Testament. (laughs) Uh, So that's that's what Shabbat's like in Brooklyn. MDMA? Yeah. And I'm not I'm not an MDMA. I didn't take any. But they were they're just passing around like like the way you pass around. Well, like the when you just dip it and taste like that? I think this I think this was instead of dipping the challah in the salt, you dipped it in the hilarious. (laughs) Oh my god. You you know when you take the challah, you dip it in the salt and you dip it in the MDMA. You don't have (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I want that mute button that people right, have that the host have. No, um, no. But Shabbat, he's like, no, Shabbat take me with more, you. Shabbat is more edibles, I think. It's well, more of a sure. vibe of uh, of Shabbat. We had a uh, we had I had uh, Jake Cohen. Uh, he's a famous Jewish chef. He did he did my came podcast. to our show. Came they to my it. my Christmas show. He was yeah. Came back to so, nice. yeah. so sweet. He's yeah. really into the edibles. He's oh, like he's yeah. like really he's like one of these mainstream that's like he owns his pot. You know, his pot usage on his sleeve, on his shirt sometimes. Yeah, he's, and uh, I want to do a Shabbat there in his place. But I've, I did one of his Rosh Hashanah maybe. I think oh, I did. Wow. Like one okay. of where he prepared the meal for the restaurant. It was very good. Very wow. good. But what restaurant? Oh, God. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. okay. I thought it was in his house. I see. I see his videos. Yeah, he does those, but he also did something with a restaurant, some famous yeah, Jewish restaurant. Yeah, like partnerships. Partnerships. Okay, okay. And, uh, it was cool. so good. So yeah. I'm, I'm learning more and more. Yeah, I follow him. Uh, he came to the show. He had a great time. Uh, very... I'm trying to embrace it more. It, I was originally uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with when when the Hasids, when they say, are you Jewish? There's something about an assumed brotherhood that sometimes makes me uncomfortable. That's just who I am. That's not a Jewish thing. Okay. When someone assumes that we're close when we're not, it, it, it weirds me out. Mm-hmm. So so here, so unweird it. Make it unweird. <laughs> First of all, you can right away do your horrible Jeff Goldblum imitation. <laughs> Which I hated, um, and second of all, whenever those guys with the truck, the Chabad guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. they want to put tefillin on you. I know, I thought. Put so what? What's the opening line? Hey, serve me, serve you. The moment you say right away, no, but they hit you with, "Are you Jewish?" Right away, they got your attention. They got your attention. Uh, yeah. So now hit them back. I always say to them in Yiddish. I go, "Never up my noise and cook," in Yiddish. Let I me mean, take off my pants and look. Oh my so they, God. Then they go, they go, take care, goodbye. Because they also understand now that I already put on filling today. I like that. That's right. I would That's love it. to do that. Embrace them, enjoy them. Go up and put on filling. It'll be a good thing for you. Trust me. I'm going to go memorize that. Yeah. Say it one more time. Nemer up, mein Häusern and cook. I got it. Nemer up, mein Häusern and cook. Nemer up. Nemer up. Mein Häusern. Mein Häusern. Und cook. Und cook. And look. And look. When they ask me, I just say, Schoen Gedaven. Schoen Gedaven. What oh does that God. mean? <laughs> Shanga David is I already prayed I already oh this is the, one of the funniest things that, that Leo ever did on, uh, and this, this is the funniest gig ever um, Shanga David means like I already did it it's done it really <laughs> it literally means I've already prayed so if somebody says to you did you do the afternoon prayer Mincha did you do Mincha Shanga David I already prayed leave me alone I don't want to go in your minion we did the show for Ohel an unbelievable organization it was 800 people at the marquee. 
Um, some were vaxxed, some identified as vaxxed. <laughs> it was an amazing show. I hosted it, and it was like, like it was like your it was your energy kind of. I had to run around from the instead of the honorees coming on stage, I went to them. Cameras were all over the place. It was an amazing event, amazing really organization. Good. Now it's eight hundred Orthodox Jews, like you know, uh, from. From Long Island, from the five towns, from Flatbush, and then there's a big minyan, a big service afterwards. There was two exits, and one of them was right in the exit of the the the, the left exit. So all you walk out, and all you see is like maybe fifty five men standing there with their either phones or a little prayer book doing the at the prayer. And Leo's walking in front of me. He's got the clipboard. He's got his little headset thing from the whole thing, and he's getting me back to the room to get my stuff and get out of the hotel. And as we walk through, someone goes, Myriv, the evening prayer. Leah goes, Shangadavin. And we walk right through. And I said, this was worth everything. This was worth everything. See, I pick it up, I pick the, I pick it up fast. Yeah. 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 Quick study. Yeah, well, quick study. That's good. Yeah, so, so when, the, when the guy asks you if you're Jewish on the street, en- a- engage him. I will. Yeah, yeah, engage him. Yeah. Or just take your pants off. Just say, only my mother was Jewish and keep going. And just to <laughs> blow his mind away. Just to. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Wait, so you have it's half a- siblings? Yes. A lot of divorce. In my three family. three oh, half really? siblings? Oh, yeah. My parents got divorced when I was a baby. Okay. And then uh, uh, they both remarried, both got divorced again. Okay. Wow. Well, so and uh, they got remarried again. Uh, yeah, sort of. My dad dates dates very young. Oh, I've seen some of your tweets yeah, yeah. about that. My dad's, How young? My dad's last girlfriend was was my age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Whatever gets no you No judgment. This is a safe... If you can't find a good wife, you raise one. So that's, <laughs> oh that's all you need. So, um, uh, but... Uh, so then, well, it, it sometimes it takes a few tries to find the right. Um, my sister's getting married for the third time now. Good for her. Yeah. What do you she, mean? Sure. That's sure. Fine. Why not? I sure, mean, it's great. It, it it's works great. for her. It, she had to go through two people before she found the right one, and uh, they were probably a part of her getting to this one. And that's and is that's, each wedding get smaller and smaller. Like, is this third one? Is it? Oh, uh, this one. If just we, you? Yeah, with six people in the kitchen. <laughs> six people in the kitchen. When I make, uh, we'll make toast, and that was it. It's, yeah, each wedding goes smaller and smaller. Yeah. Why yeah. do you think that people shouldn't keep getting married over and over again? You think it's ridiculous? I just think after two, I think uh, just give the it next out. time if my my friend said to me for the third time, I'm in love. This is the one. I'd say, no, it's the three. It's the third. So I don't it's know. It's the third one. It's the third one. That must so. have been bizarre for you to experience your, I mean, you, I guess you didn't experience your parents' divorce, but then they got remarried and then yeah, yeah. experienced those divorces. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I got to like, I got so to be there. When my mom got divorced, I really was there in the room to see what it was oh. like for them to announce it. And see, even though everyone knew, you yeah. know, make it formal, yeah. crying, all these things. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me just go back a minute here. So you, you said it's not the one, it's the third one. Yeah. Is that in your act? No, now I want to. I, 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 I want to tell you one of the best. Now that we're doing these podcasts <laughs> and you get comedians on and you see how some of them don't know how to like bring their act into it. There's nothing worse than just doing your bit. But when you, you can, sh- you can smuggle and get your little joke sure. in there and make it as though it just came to you. Then it's genius. Yeah, it's a great you line. Can, you can have that. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it's a, it. It's a great line. It's a great line. Um, enjoy it. Um, 
It is a good. That is good. No, you, yeah, you got to be careful. I, I once, I once had a meeting with with like an agent, and uh, uh, I was, I inserted, you know, I used a lot of my jokes, and I think I did a good job because of the acting. I knew how to get it in there, <laughs> but. Then they were coming to see me at Caroline's that night, and I was like, "Oh, Maron, they're gonna see me on stage <laughs> whole repeating thing. all oh. the, everything I said in the meeting, oh. and I'm gonna have to tell them, oh, the meeting inspired me to say this on stage. Oh, oh you God. guys, you guys, you are my muses. You're, you're, this big hack was in our office today, <laughs> hacking, out, hacking out his jokes over there. Oh, hysterical. Are you? Are you? Uh, but you're working a lot now. You're working all these, uh, all the um, Honolulu." I was in Honolulu. I've, I'm I'm really going on the road uh, a lot this year, and it's new. I mean, it's new. It's like you know. I think I have like three, four weekends in a row coming up, and it nice. is uh, <laughs> it is exhausting. It is, um, and, and these are long weekends. These are like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah. Wow, and like you know, they're coming you. in. And I'm still like I'm the last minute guy. You know, I I get in there because someone, yeah, someone dropped. Right. I just found out today. I'm gonna go. I'm doing Tacoma Comedy Club January 20th through 22nd, oh. and like I just found out today, yeah. and I know that means someone much <laughs> someone more successful. Has, right. And has COVID. Of course, <laughs> that's what it is now. And it's, I'm there. Oh, it's COVID, right. Oh, Maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know for sure, but right, something right, happened. Right. I called Liz the, uh, the day the Omicron came out, and I, I had my I had a week canceled. I was in New York. I go, if anybody cancels, called me. Boom. Every – I was getting the good spots, like the middle spots, not where she puts me in first or last. Yeah. Right in the middle, good spots. It was great. Um, yeah, people cancel now. I'm available when you're canceling people. <laughs> Yes, um, and if he's not, I. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but uh, Tacoma. Wow, they're all depressed there. Those are hard <laughs> rooms. That that chain though is really good. This is Spokane and uh, Appleton's Skyline. It's a great great chain. So I'm I'm still very. I'm saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, saying yeah. yes to everything. Absolutely. And I've never been. There's so many parts of America I've never been, and so it's I'm learning. So like, it's amazing. Okay. No, it's, it's so amazing. hard. And you're there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Is your girlfriend going with you? Uh, I don't know if she'll go to that one. She's go goes to some. She's a manager, so she's very busy. Okay, uh, not my manager, but uh, uh, she comes to some of them. She was just in Philly with me. She goes to the more fun ones. Okay, you know, the, yeah, more, yeah, yeah. the places she wants to go. I don't know if Tacoma was on her list. No, because Tacoma, you're gonna be in, in some miserable hotel, like La Quinta Inn. <laughs> don't ruin it for no, him. No, the audience needs to know what's happening. People think, <laughs> oh, he's on the road. He's performing in Tacoma. <laughs> oh, you want to kill yourself? You, you get there Thursday. You get there. You have to do some radio or something. Then you 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 have the the show, and then you you, you pray to God there's a mall nearby so you can stretch your legs and walk somewhere and maybe buy a shirt, and then the next day. There's nothing to do. And you're hoping there's a gym somewhere. Yeah, you hope the hotel, they have a gym, but the treadmill breaks if you go too fast. So you got to <laughs> right. walk it's, for two hours. Oh, it's a, it's the worst gym. So you look, but the thing is, you go find a gym gym and make a day of it. Yeah, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I'm figuring out. It's the only thing you can do. You got to try vintage, and eat healthy. It's vintage tough. vintage shop. You have to, it's either, it's one way or the other, all the way. So it's either you go healthy or you go, I'm going to drink until I pass out and wake up for the next show. <laughs> Many comics do that. Yeah. And yeah. now they're all... Sober for 30 years. Uh-huh. Hey, uh-huh. Or, dead. or dead. Or dead. <laughs> or dead. So you pick, pick pick your route now. And I would go for the healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where I'm leading. So that's that's good. Oh, my God. This was fun. 45 minutes went by. That was amazing. And you guys let, let me speak today. Thank you so much to both of you. <laughs> that mute button of yours. That mute and shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> okay. So you are on Twitter and Snapchat and everything that anybody can reach you and, and yeah, see yeah. you, and you're good and you you've a billion followers. How many do you have? Oh, on, on all the platforms? No, on on Instagram. On about. Instagram, uh, uh, I think eighty five point nine. It went down after the bathtub pics. 
<laughs> I always find that hard you know what, to believe. No, they, they always go down after I post a picture of me with my girlfriend. That's when they go down. Because oh. I think a lot of the guys go, okay, never mind. Oh, that <sighs> is This is not happening. You're, so you should queer bait more then. I I think my queer, queer I don't know if I could queer bait any queer more than I'm doing without getting like in some kind of trouble. I, I with think Vlad. you should just lean into it. <laughs> oh, hysterical. Listen, no, Get but you, you post a lot. That's why you post nonstop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's doing that, so it's it's amazing. Um, okay, so on Instagram, you're on. Gianfranco Caramas, Bonacchini, Patel. What are your handles? It comes, with, it comes with a side of. It comes with a side of uh, carbonara. <laughs> carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us to, to how we reach you and find you've, you've, you've now uh, yeah. the, your your girlfriend's audience, your girlfriend's community, <laughs> the Chabad's of the world are listening, and uh, beautiful, nice Jewish audiences and regular non-Jewish audiences are listening, and now you can tell them how to reach you. Sure, it's uh, at Gianmarco Cerezi. And I have a podcast called The Downside, oh. which uh, has become very Jewish. It was never intended to be a, a Jewish podcast, but when you're, it's about negativity and kvetching and complaining, and so we've I'm had gonna, a lot of lot of Jews on there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about yourself. You're very Jewish. I I feel I that. Don't, and if you're going to try to hide it, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> it's going to be a disaster if you try to hide it. Lean into it. Of course, your podcast is going to be Jewish. Anything you do is going to be very Jewish because you're a big Jew. Yeah. <laughs> Period. It's your soul. You know, you you feel it, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. So embrace it. And then Twitter. What are you? you your naked Twitter and your OnlyFans account. Tell them <laughs> what, what's your Twitter. This is your Marco Cerezi. Okay, look for him. You'll find him. Um, anything you want to announce? Big shows. This is going out in probably two weeks. Uh, uh, I'll I'll post it all. I'm gonna be at the lots of places. I'm coming up to Funny Bones, Syracuse. I'm coming to. Uh, uh, North Carolina, Raleigh, Good Nights, a lot of the Heliums. Wow, Good so, Nights, Charlie Good Nights. Oh uh-huh, my uh-huh. God! So oh, find wow. me online. Uh, I got an email blast you can sign up for and get Such all my Such good rooms. It's those are amazing rooms until there's a football game. Then mm. it's you and the waitstaff. <sighs> if there's a football game happening that one of the teams is involved from that that neighborhood or that community, you are alone at the comedy club. <laughs> it's you and two waitresses, and that's it. And even they're on the phone watching the game. Yep. Okay. Do you want to ask him a question? Of course, oh. I'm gonna ask him a question. So we we we, we always ask, um, who's your rabbi? Like, mm, not rabbi right. from a synagogue, but your who's your guru? Who was who would you go to for advice on comedy? On on on. Uh, dating on anything who's your who who do you go to i mean it's 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 i've ha- i've been burned by some rabbis before so it's Ooh. been tougher as you get older i think it's tougher you get burned by some people mm-hmm. but i would say i'm i'm very lucky where uh my my girlfriend is very smart and very uh wise and i think she She's kind of one of the first people I check in with on a lot of things. Okay. Got a tough family situation. It maybe not. It's maybe not good to put this much weight into uh, your, your your girlfriend, but I find her to be uh, very smart, especially in the things that I am not. Okay. And, uh, wow. so That's I, so sweet. I, we'll give you this I clip. You can give it to her. Sure, and she'll sure. be thrilled. She'll be thrilled. <laughs> Wait, just go back to wh- how were you burnt by rabbis? I mean, like I, when you're an actor, you have an acting teacher that you love, and then right. they they they. You find out they're kind of abusive, or they, or they, you know, they scam you for your money. So I, I feel like I had voice teachers and acting teachers and kind of guru figures, where I was in many versions of cults. Uh-huh. I see cult documentaries and I go, "That's my acting company." We, wow, we didn't go all really? the way to the fucking the teacher and people murdering each other level, but 
the same trajectory of the, these people start asking questions, so they get rid of them. Okay. And then these people are they're the henchmen, so they start elevating them. And you're in the middle, and you're like you follow along, and then could, one day you're out of this. Like, and how a rabbi? That. That's, so, so that's an acting coach. How what, what rabbi screwed you over? Like what what was that? I saw them. The when you don't grow up with religion, you 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 find you find rabbis in these teachers. You go to these teachers for more than just the acting. You oh, go so to you the, mean, when you say rabbi, you I mean, mean a guru. A guru. Yeah, he was guru. I was like, what rabbi? Oh, sure. Sure. Him over. sure. No, no, I'm still looking for I'll that I'll give one. you a good joke before we go. Please. I could use one. <laughs> a priest and a rabbi sitting on a park bench. A little boy walks by. The priest says, let's get this kid. Uh, I, I, it's a dirty joke. I don't no, want to. Oh, my God. God. Will you tell, tell it? it? Can you do the other one with the... Um, Wait, I want to hear the little no. boy. No. I don't like to curse on my podcast. All right, the, uh, we'll beep it out. Come on. You can't that do that. Bleep it out. Okay, tell me... <clears throat> Priest and the rabbi sitting on the park bench. A little boy walks by. The priest says, "Let's fuck this kid." And the, and the rabbi said, "Out of what?" <laughs> oh, so when you so said rabbi, you good. meant the teacher. You didn't mean uh, that's so okay. Funny. On that note, on that note, I'm gonna be this is two weeks. So I'm gonna be at this is right before Boca uh, Boca Black Comedy Block Boca Black Box. Boca Black Box mm-hmm. in Boca Raton, Florida on the 20th. Uh, tickets on MortyLive.com. And then there's some shows now in February in the city. Um, it's all at, on MortyLive.com. It's all on MortyLive.com. And there's the whole run of the city wineries I'll be doing. Please come and uh, share and let your friends know. Cameos. You guys are amazing. I'm enjoying doing your cameos. And are you on Cameo? I am. Oh, so much fun, right? Yeah. You having fun with it? I do. I, I sometimes get gold bloom and Don't. I'm trying to move away from Why? <laughs> lean, lean into lean it. In. It's no, so good. Uh, cameo, you have out. my permission to go. <laughs> cash, it's br- it's cash it brilliant. out. Cash it out. Cash it out. It's brilliant. Um, I wish I, I wish I could do an imitation of Gilbert Gottfried because that's who's killing it on cameo. Yeah. Anyway, so that's it. So Modilive.com. Periel. Periel Ashenbrand. I have shows at Stand Up New York. You can find everything on my Instagram. And Leo is basically when you reach out to me, that's who's answering you. Thank you all so much for being a part of this. Thanks for coming in. You're amazing. Thank Thank you. you. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Has Jeff 